Welcome back to Emmaism, a philosophy podcast for students of philosophy, because that really is what we all are, seekers of knowledge. Happy Thursday, everyone. Um, today, we have a special guest once more. She's back. Um, <laughs> she's back. Let's welcome my mother, Heidi. Um, she's back by popular demand, actually. Um, the fans asked and they will receive. Um, so... She's ready to share with all of us. Let's just hop right into it. Um, today, we're going to be talking about the philosophy of comedy. Mm-hmm. So this is something that you were really interested in, Mom, um, from what I, what I know. Um, who, who is the funniest philosopher, in your opinion? Well, hi, Emma. First, thanks for having me back. This is so exciting. Um, yes, philosophy and comedy, they've been near and dear to my heart since last century when I... <laughs> <laughs> when you studied philosophy and I used to make notes about with the hope that one day I would write some sort of work on that um, the the headline here on this podcast is um interview with a 20th century philosopher <laughs> <laughs> but um so who who do I think is the funniest philosopher well I probably don't think it's Wittgenstein. Okay, <laughs> so okay. So that would be what we... Not was, Kant? No. And I, I, I think that maybe it's the one who, who came up with the famous quote, to be is to do, to do is to be, do be, do be, do. <laughs> no! That was definitely the funniest that philosopher. Is, that is funny. That's funny. Um, for me, I'd say my... F- what, who I find really funny is Descartes, because mm-hmm. Descartes says, but what if there's an evil genius? <laughs> <laughs> and um, I just find that completely absurd. And I think it's funny that he even brings it up, because then he goes on to immediately say, no, that's not a possibility. Because if it was an evil genius, then where would the good be? Why would they ever allow good? Um, and that's in like the meditations. Um, so Descartes' pretty funny to me. Um, just because he just brings up medieval genius out of the blue. Um, and also the skeptics. Okay. The well, skeptics I find really funny. I'll, I'll give you that. But what I believe is that um, with all of philosophy, if you, you know, I was always interested in, in deconstructing it and, and looking at it from um, in all aspects. And I sort of believe there's like a spectrum of philosophy that a continuum that spans historical, uh, you know, the, the movement of history um, and also the different genres and, and ideas expressed. So, so you like skeptics, for example, because you find them very... Amusing. Amusing, because they're sort of dry humor and obvious, but then there's, there's things that are, uh, you know, some, real, some ancient Greek things where there's like slapstick humor in it or something mm-hmm. like that or so the so comedy can can span anything from physical to um shared experience experience or language use of language or misinterpretation or intentionality mm-hmm. or irony or or intellectual so yeah. it and it can and it can also elicit human responses from anything from the smile to the snort to mm-hmm. then the ultimate development which would be the inability to even speak because it was so funny so all of all of these trajectories of humor and their developments and their different 
places in the continuum of history or in development or in expression or on an individual level or a universal level just create so many opportunities and complexities of humor. So um, you can probably find humor in in all aspects of in any of, philosophy. Of, yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, the skeptics kind of remind me of a curb your enthusiasm because mm-hmm. um, the skeptics they say. What if it's not me? What what it what even am I? Am I even I? And like they kind of like go on mm-hmm. and they like question the most even obvious of things. And like what curb your enthusiasm does is like it like pokes fun at your most unconscious habits. Like there's like an episode of like the nail biter and like he <laughs> like bites his nails and stuff. And it's just you see both sides of an absurd like. Mm-hmm. you know argument or just situation and like the skeptics would be like you know what why do i have this habit and mm-hmm. who instated this habit in me and like where did it come from and i just i think it's like funny in the same way that like mm-hmm. i think this is where like philosophy and comedy have that sort of intersection mm-hmm. um of just questioning something about who we are um and there's also yeah. a lot with um intentionality so yes. in the use of language so it, it does kind of humor can go into many other disciplines or and many other other areas of study so for example with language and intentionality and you know you could say something like you know you're telling a story I had a professor who would always be like like to use this example you know telling a story and saying well for example take my wife you know for example or he would say take my wife <laughs> so like it's all about a lot of it is, it is is intention and that that can make something mm-hmm. something fun or not all right that's good um can you explain the origin of your interest in the philosophy of comedy where did it come from um why are you interested in it hmm i well i think that comedy is very noble because it um, Will it noble to be a gesture? It's a, it's <laughs> well, they're as, aspiring to create joy. Yes, yes. So, and joy is is you know the highest state of um of being. I think so. interesting. Yeah, not so, happy. Well, mm, happy well, is enjoy the same. Yeah, so I I think it's 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 a incredible pursuit. Interesting contention. Mm. Are you willing to defend that? No, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, who, like, did anyone support you in your mm. journey of philosophy of comedy? <laughs> or d- did you study Interestingly, it? <laughs> I was told that perhaps I should go when, when I pitched my idea to a, a, a wonderful professor who I will always oh, carry with me. Um, you know, he said, perhaps this is something you should be thinking about in terms of the humanities. So <laughs> I was... And then I was crushed, but I but the, you you know the humanities is a great great I department. I know, but I wanted to be a philosopher. Yeah, so I was, but yeah, it's okay. The last, humanities, okay. the crossover that would have been mm-hmm. been awesome. But then ultimately, the I, crossover of the twentieth century. <laughs> That's right. Interesting. Mm. Okay, um, so comedy can help us understand complex things. Um, okay. Shakespeare did this in What to Do About Nothing. Um, the humanities. 
The Humanities. There we go. We're, we're already back in it. We're back um, One of the comedies. Maybe I shouldn't be bringing this up, though. <laughs> um, but he highlighted issues of manhood and, like, soldierness and how it interfered with um, being in a family and, like, how the dynamics changed once you had, like, a wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told jokes and used irony to touch on that topic, um, which is kind of touching back on how we were mentioning intentionality um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, different modes of comedy and philosophy Mm -hmm. and how that changes things. Um, How do you see comedy as a a tool in our society to help maneuver different topics? Oh, that's a really great, great um, question. I think that it can be a tool in society because it can, through humor... It, it's a it's a friendly way first of all so it's sort of a people are when you when you're presented with something that you think is going to be humorous maybe and this is a this is a mode of, of humor because not everything you're expecting sometimes you're surprised and yeah. then that's, but if you're ex, you know you're in a communal setting you're like oh this is going to be funny you're you're you know you're in a good mood you're waiting and ideas can be presented to you in a way that can get you to reflect. Um, so I guess this would be humor of um, referential humor or, yeah. um, or uniting people through, through things that are common, but then getting them to kind of make fun of themselves or see something from a different angle and, and then use that as a way to... Um, to to get them to think think about oh, and there's a dog. oh and the dog it's okay a little intermission with the dog that's fine yeah unexpected humor the dog barks is there a burglar or is it just a woman with muffins at the front door or neither so miles walking so up the stairs back to um so just an, a new way of of Getting people to to have a, a self realization about something that that may or may not change their their perception. So, and maybe it would have to be reinforced, and um, and that that sort of have to come to an awakening that that this is, you know, their what they previously thought was different, or that their thought is reinforced, or or something. So. All right, that's interesting. Um, when I was writing these notes, I wrote down Geico commercials. Yes. Because <laughs> Geico commercials, I think, are one of the most philosophically relevant and comedic things that mm-hmm. are in our society today that we everyone sees. Everyone knows the Geico commercials. And disaster happens. Like, the worst thing you could ever possibly think of happens. Mm-hmm. But the Geico frog are is you, there the thinking, lizard are you thinking about the the i don't know but it hits home in a way of so. worst case scenario and then you know it's, it's great advertising it's funny and it it hits home with mm-hmm. people and how they operate um all right <laughs> going back to this um i've heard that philosophers can be really good comedians would you agree or disagree well, I think one of the greatest philosopher comedians was Steve Martin, so definitely. Not Heidi Sonniger no, Johnson? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Oh, that was something that never was actualized, but. Mm, okay, <laughs> more of a private venue. Not private, thing. yes. So private showings, yes. <laughs> um, 
So what, what I think is that, you know, philosophers and comedians, they both orate to the masses mm-hmm. and they get them to think about philosophical questions. Mm-hmm. They just do so in different ways. Socrates is like, well, what does it mean to be? And um, like, how do I live the happy life? And or then how do I make a fool of you? Yeah. How do I make a fool of you? Yes. Yes. So yes. That's another so, one. I mean. And then some of the writings that, that they're, they're making, you don't know if you should respond with, oh, my gosh, that's just so serious. Or this guy, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> no, right. Well, I mean, this is where you what get... A pompous individual. You get, um, no, no. So you actually get two types of Socratic dialogues, that, like in this sort of way. You get the people from the Apology who mm. laugh at Socrates and say, mm. we're, like, condemning you, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're a terrible person. You need to be exiled, um, whatever, killed. Um, and then you get people, like, in the Euthyphro who say, wow, Socrates, this is amazing. <laughs> you, you are, like, the next, like, like I don't know, like, big thing. Um, but it's just, it's interesting because you get that two reactions to mm-hmm. philosophers, um, but then the like, comedians say, well, it might like, be dependent upon the intelligence of the yes, yes. receiver. Yeah. It, it's all, it's all in that. Um, we're like getting close on time. So oh, okay. we're going to, um, move on to some questions. Um, so two more, I promise. Um, what does it take to make someone laugh? Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> the secret sauce. I don't know. That's you don't know? A, well, I mean, it's... I think you touch their soul in a particular way. Oh, well, wow. <laughs> that's absolutely a brilliant answer. No, I, I mean, I just think that's the... So it's, an, it's, a, it's regarding the soul. Yes, the because... The humanity. I mean, I, now that I'm speaking these words, I realize that monkeys laugh, but I think it's in a different way. But we, human beings, are really the only... Like wow. creatures with a sense of humor. It might be the purest thing that you're touching. Yes, exactly. This is what I'm saying. If it's, because if it's humor of the highest. No, because level, listen. Not if it's base humor. Oh, like oh, fart. No, well, I'm just kidding. Physical humor. But what I'm saying no, but is that I mean for the for a good. For a good, for a yes, good. yes, for a good. And I, I think that so everyone so we aim virtuous. toward a happy life. Mm-hmm. We aim toward for a virtue. We aim for what is the happy life? What is the good life? And if the good life is something that our soul is striving for and that our soul has some sort of good in of itself, um, just in its soul, mm-hmm. um, then us laughing, which is like a, some sort of joy outburst, it's a touch with the divine. Yes. And I think that to make something funny, you have to touch the soul in a particular way. Wow, I love that. Thank you. That would have been in the book I never wrote. <laughs> Darn, maybe we can co-author it. No, all these ideas are are intellectual property now. <laughs> you can't take them. Okay, um, last question for you. Um, why did you stop studying the philosophy of humor, though you are the funniest person I know? <laughs> well, thank you for that. Well, interestingly, uh, you know, in dissecting humor... Um, and completely analyzing it and trying to see it from all those different ways, I, I realized I had done something terrible. What? I had made humor unfunny. Oh, no. <laughs> so, well, you know. So I just stopped. It's okay. <laughs> so it was no longer amusing? 
So, I mean, it was just, it was terrible. I took something funny and I, I made it unfunny. So you were like a comedian with burnout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But maybe you've inspired me to go back. Yeah, you know, that's a very good possibility. <laughs> Co-author a book, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it, and our listeners do too. <laughs> no, it's true. We all love you. And we had a dog here. Yeah, we had a, a dog, dog here bar. today. A cell phone went off, I think. It was yeah. very real. Like, honestly, I hope it touched your souls, and I hope it was funny. <laughs> yeah. I hope you laughed. Um, I hope you're smiling, um, because that's the source of joy we all want for exactly. the good and happy life. All right. That's all I have for today's Emism podcast. I hope you all enjoy it and we'll be back next time for a new exploration. Until then, keep searching for the truth.